0: All right everybody may be seated. Does the state (coughs) weigh the call, jury? Yes. Defense weigh the call? Welcome back folks. I hope you had a good lunch. We're ready to continue with the state's proof. General, if you please call your next witness.
1: Angela Crane.
0: Mr. Crane, if you please come forward, take the witness stand. you solemnly swear or affirm the testimony about to given in the case now on trial will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So Help you, God? Mm-hmm. Right, please have a seat. Once you see, you may remove your mask, and I'd ask that you get the microphone up fairly close to your mouth
1: so we can hear you. General you state your name for the record, please. Angela Crane. I'm going to ask you to speak up a little bit. You're very okay. soft-spoken. I'm sorry,
2: Angela Crane.
1: Ms. Crane, uh, can you uh, introduce yourself to the jury? Tell you, tell them. Uh, where you live, what you do, and how you're related to Joel C- Joel Guy Sr.
2: Um, Joel Guy Sr. is my father. Um, I'm from Kingsport, Tennessee. i born and raised uh, in April of 2016. I went to upstate New York with my job for an emergency project and I've been up there since. What um, do you do? I do civil design
1: what does
2: that entail? It's civil engineering design. It's uh, right now I'm working on currently 11 sewer, sanitary sewer projects. Okay. What does
1: uh, your father do for a living?
2: He's a piping designer, and he's he's actually the reason why I do what I do. And, um, growing up, we used to whenever he and Lisa and Joel Mako would come up and visit, he would he would always bring blueprints of the projects he was working on, and and I was just fascinated. It was drawing in math, which is both things that I love, and he encouraged that. So.
1: Okay. Now, uh, Lisa was not your mother, is that correct? Correct. Can you tell the jury uh, when uh, when you met Lisa and how, how that came about?
2: Um, Lisa, when Michelle and I uh, were three, they met, and she's been like a second mother to us since before I can remember. <laughs> okay. so, so your
1: your your mother and your sister's mother. And your father divorced. Is that correct? Correct.
2: Okay. When we were one, I believe, was when they divorced.
1: Okay. And can you tell the jury how long Joel and Lisa were married?
2: Thirty-one years, I believe.
1: So, uh, when did you first learn that he was going to be retiring?
2: He well, they had been talking about it for a while, but he had sent a group message to. We have a family group message, and it. Um, so that was on November. 17th, that he finally got word that his house had sold and they had signed the documents and that they needed to be out of the home by December 13th, So, but they have had had the house up for sale for quite some time.
1: Okay. And were you aware of Lisa's plans to retire?
2: Uh, yes. She was excited about retiring and just spending her time. They were madly in love, so just spending time with each other
1: she make any statements to you uh about her intentions uh with respect to the support of her son the defendant
2: she did on one of my trips back home in october um she dad and i were talking out in the garage and she had stated that they were going to retire and it was time for joe michael to stand on his own two feet he was an adult um okay yeah.
1: and uh, you say you're out in the garage. Can you uh, explain how your family used the garage?
2: It was our social gathering. Like, every time we visited Dad and Lisa, we, I-, I believe we stood up the whole entire time. We just congregated and hung out, and we would go out in the garage, and that's where we smoked cigarettes and um, just even played cornhole in the garage.
1: Did they use the- put their cars in the garage? Typically?
2: They kept the boat in the garage. Okay.
1: Um, Can you tell the jury how long you, uh, how often you communicated with your dad?
2: Oh, if not every day. And on Sundays we would call and talk, but via text message. um, Dad, Michelle, Lisa, and I had this text thread where we would just text each other. I mean, we just really would banter. Dad was so funny.
1: Can you tell the jury a little bit about the decision to move to Sir What made that a special place for your father?
2: That was his. That was his old stomping grounds. That's where he grew up. Um, that was his family home, and he was excited to go back home.
1: Okay. Now, uh, again, what was your understanding of when the move would take place?
2: Well, they had to be out by December 13th, so they were packing and getting everything ready for the new homeowners to move in on December 13th. So it was.
1: And were you aware of when Lisa's last day at work would be?
2: It was the Friday after Thanksgiving.
1: Did you attend the Thanksgiving holiday?
2: I was going to, but at last minute I decided I was going to spend the whole week with them for Christmas. So I did not.
1: What were the family plans for Christmas?
2: To have the whole entire family in Sagornsville, have a Christmas Eve dinner, and just be reunited and enjoy each other.
1: Okay. And uh, you mentioned that your parents had, that Lisa and, and Joel had a, a Very warm relationship. Um, Did you uh, did you communicate often with your brother? No. And uh, can you describe your relationship with Lisa?
2: With Lisa, she was one of my best friends, and so was Dad. I'm
1: going to pass the witness. Thank you. No questions.
0: Thank
1: you, man. You may, may Chanda Spink. Yes, it is.
0: and that's about the first time you got. All right, please have a seat, ma'am. Once you are seated, you may remove your mask and please speak
1: clearly into the microphone. Would you state your name for the record, please? Chanda Stink. And I'm going to have to ask you to speak up just a a bit. Chanda Stink. Ms. Stink, where do you live? Kingsport, Tennessee. How are you related to Joel Geis, Sr.?
2: He's my dad. Right.
1: And I would like for you to tell the jury what your understanding was about uh, Joel and Lisa's plans for their move to Sir They plan to retire. And uh, did you talk to your father often? Yes. Can you tell the jury how often you spoke to him
2: or texted? Almost every weekend unless one of the two of us was going to be out of town or something. Okay.
1: Did you hear from your father or communicate with him at all? Uh, on Saturday, November the 26th, or Sunday, November the 27th? No. And did that surprise you? It did. And why did it surprise you? Because Sunday was my birthday. Did you expect a call from your father on that day? Yes. Did you find it unusual that he did not call? It was the first birthday I ever missed. I'm going to pass the witness.
0: Thank you, Ma'am. And you may remain in the audience. Next.
1: Renee Charles.
0: And, uh, since you must think are family members, we're not going to disinfect. It's yeah. not distance. It's right hand. Do you solemnly swear or affirm the testimony about to give the case now on trial the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? you got? So please have a seat, ma'am, and you may remove your mask. Please speak loudly into the microphone.
1: State your name for the record, please. Renee Charles. Ms. Charles, how are you related to Joel Guy Sr.?
3: I'm his sister.
1: And how did you refer to him? As Mike. So he was known as Mike growing up. How often did you talk to your brother?
3: Three or four times a week.
1: Right. Did you communicate by telephone or by text? Text mostly. Text. Okay. And did you communicate with him around the Thanksgiving holiday? Yes. In two thousand sixteen. Yes. And did you uh, discuss with him his uh, plans for the future? Yes. And what did you know his plans to be?
3: Well, the week before they were at the house, and we were talking about what they were going to do, and. They said that they were going to wait till Christmas to talk to Joel Michael. That they were going to have to have him to start paying his bills and stuff. Okay. And Did you went.
1: all have plans for Christmas? Yes. What were the plans?
3: Everybody was going to meet at the house, and Joel Michael'd be in for Christmas. They said he wasn't coming in for Thanksgiving.
1: Okay. And was that going to be uh, in Sir Goinsville then, mm-hmm. the new house?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Can you? Uh, Describe this house for the jury. Was this your family home? Yes. All right. And had had your brother, uh, Jill Sr., or Mike, had he already made arrangements to buy the house?
3: Yes. They was done moving stuff in.
1: And uh, when was the last time that you saw him?
3: The week before.
1: Do you know whether or not he had plans to travel to Sir Goinsville on November the 25th?
3: Yeah. That
1: would yeah. have been a Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I called him that day. Okay. And what were his plans?
3: They were going to leave and go back about
1: 3.30. So they were planning to come up to Friday. Sir Goinsville from Knoxville? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. why were they coming up for the day? To
3: bring the boat and clean and do things around okay. the house.
1: And I believe you just said that they intended to go back home to Knoxville about 3? Three?
3: About 3, 3.30, so they could eat supper.
1: Okay. Now, did you try to communicate with him at all on the, the following days, Saturday or Sunday, the 26th or 27th?
3: I called him Thanksgiving Day, and I called him Saturday and Sunday.
1: Did you speak to him or hear from him on Saturday and Sunday? No. How many times would you uh, say that you tried to talk to him?
3: Uh, I called two or three times and texted.
1: And you got no response? No. All right. Now, did you have a relationship with Lisa? Yes. And what was the nature of that relationship?
3: I mean, just, she's just a good friend, you know, a sister-in-law, you know.
1: Did you have an opportunity to observe her relationship with uh, your brother? Yes. And what was their relationship like?
3: It was great. <laughs> I mean, they just, they, they just fit, you know. They were meant to be together.
1: Now, did you have a relationship with your nephew, the defendant?
3: No. Just when he came in for holidays. Okay.
1: So the last time you communicated with your brother was on Friday, November the twenty-fifth. Is yes. that right? And you did not receive a response from him on the twenty sixth and twenty seventh? No. All right. Thank you. Okay.
4: Oh, thank you. Um, Renee, Joel lived in Louisiana, is that correct? Yes. And um, at some point, Mike and Lisa moved from Louisiana up to Knoxville. Yes. Joel did not move with them. No. So Joel's entire life, he'd lived in Louisiana, and you, for your entire life, had lived in Upper East Tennessee, is that right. correct? Right. That, that's all I have. Anything else, Joe? No. Thank you, ma'am. You may say that. Robin White.
1: State your name for the record, please.
5: Robin White.
1: And our, how are you related to Joel Geist Sr.?
5: He's my brother.
1: And how? what did you call him? Mike. All right. Uh, Ms. White, do you live in Sir Gowensville? I do. Okay. Did you... Uh, know whether or not your brother had plans to move to Sir Goinsville. Yes. And can you tell the jury what, uh, what those plans were when he planned to do it?
5: Uh, he planned to retire and he bought the home for me. When my dad died, I was the trustee and he bought the house for me. And I helped him clean and do things around the house. I got to spend all day Wednesday before he died with him. And
1: that would have been the 23rd of November? Yeah. I'm going to show you what's been marked for identification as exhibit five and ask you if you uh, recognize this.
5: I do. It's our home.
1: Okay. And is that the house that he was going to buy from? Yes, ma'am. No, no. Now, uh, when did they plan to go up there to live? When was when did you think that?
4: Well, was the they
5: was moving in some, you know, what things and stuff and doing things to the yard, getting ready to move the dog, you know, putting fences up and stuff for the dog. And we helped them with all that.
1: Did you uh, discuss plans with your brother for the holidays that were coming up?
5: No, I didn't discuss no plans for the holidays. I'm not one to plan that far ahead. Well, so I you, was just busy helping him with the house and stuff.
1: What about the Christmas holiday?
5: Yeah, we usually see each other. We always have. We've always, you know, The family always gets together and has a big meal and enjoys each other.
1: Okay. Now, you said that on Wednesday the 23rd he was going to be bringing... Did you say he was bringing the boat
5: up to the house? Yeah, we got done working in the basement that day and everything, and uh, he said he'd be back up Friday. You know, he was going to bring the boat and stuff, and I called him Friday, and it was probably about 1 o'clock. He said he wasn't going to be there much longer, that him and Joel Michael was there, and they had brought the boat and stuff up. He wasn't going to be there much longer, that I could just holler at him our Monday when he come back up.
1: And did he indeed bring the boat up on Friday? He did. And do you know who was with him when he brought the boat up? All
5: I know is Joel Michael was with him because he was showing him the house and everything. Okay.
1: Now, uh, at some point before Thanksgiving, did you have a conversation with uh, Lisa Guy about her future intentions, uh, what she was going to do after she quit work?
5: Yeah, Lisa said that she was going to retire too and maybe try to find some work. I'm not really sure. If she was really going to find a job or not, but you know, she said, you know, she was excited about everything.
1: Okay. And did she discuss her future plans on whether or not she could help support her son?
5: She said that uh, she couldn't do that no more,
1: okay.
5: that he needed to be on his own.
1: And uh, did you have an opportunity to observe the relationship between your brother and Lisa?
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was with them a lot. We went to a lot of places together, parks and stuff, you know. Okay. Yeah, they was very much in love, and you could tell it when you was around them.
1: Okay. And what was your relationship like with Lisa?
5: Lisa was like my sister.
1: Okay. And uh, do you know your nephew very well?
5: No. And no, I really don't.
1: And that's, he... He never was around. He lived in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, yeah. is that right? Thank you very much. You're welcome.
4: Good afternoon. Hello. Just to clarify one point, when the boat was brought up, did you see Mike and uh, Joel Michael that day?
5: No, I talked to my brother on the phone while he was there. Okay. Because I was going to come down.
4: Okay, thank you.
1: Did you talk to him again after... Afterwards on the 26th or the 27th, that's Saturday or Sunday. No,
5: my sister called me and told me she couldn't get in touch with neither one of them. Okay. She was worried.
1: Thank you. Michelle Dennison, her last name is apparently is Tyler now. I'm sorry for uh, using the wrong last name.
0: Tyler, you saw the square or a firm, the tentator got to a case now on trial will be the
1: truth, the whole truth, the death, but the truth is not to Please, please, State your name for the record, please.
6: Michelle Tyler.
1: And how are you related to the parties in this case?
6: I am Joel Guy's daughter and Lisa's stepdaughter. And uh, is...
1: How are you? Are you and Angela Crane twins? Yes, twin ma'am. Sisters? Okay. Um, can you describe for the jury a little bit your relationship with Lisa and uh, your
6: dad? I, I was, we were very close, like friends, like best friends, they, they were my best friends. Um, Did you communicate with them regularly? Yes, ma'am, and we had a group text. It was more, the text was banter, just funny. Even through email, Dad would send banter of funniness.
1: Okay. And how often would you all communicate together?
6: Um, weekly, if not daily, but weekly. Okay. And
1: uh, I take it from what you're saying that you've had a, a good relationship with them? Yes, ma'am. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about how uh, how long you had been with Lisa and uh, what your connection to her was? Uh,
6: Lisa's been in my life my entire life. And they it said at three, but I she's been my entire memory. And so we would go in the summers. Um, my dad would have us for a month in the summer because they li- always lived so far away and Angela and I would go visit for the entire month. But our the dynamics of that was my mom was a single mom, so there's struggles with single moms. But when we went to Lisa's house, her um, cabinets were stocked with food and she greeted dad like the perfect Walton family when they would come home dinner would be cooked with meat and side dishes and there would be um, candy in the shelves and I just would watch her and I watched her growing up like she was the mom or that dream that you have to have a single, not a single home, (laughs) excuse me, a double parent home to where she loved like I so wanted to be this woman that my first engagement ring was her exact engagement ring and I wanted to be the mom she was I wanted to she would sit in her little brown very brown shirt because she had a really high arch in her foot and just with her cup I wanted to even at certain points in my life I walked around with a cup that had like the little square um, placement under it because um, I wanted to be her I wanted to be the mom that she was
1: it's fair to say you all maintained this relationship well into your adulthood. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And uh, because of your close relationship with them, did they tell you
6: about their plans? Yes, ma'am. We in ha-
1: October and November of 2016, what were you aware about their future plans?
6: We had celebrated my youngest son's birthday in October. It's October 28th, that weekend. Um, they had said that they... Um, were retiring and that they were moving to School, and that um, Joel Michael was going to uh, find a job, or need to find a job, because they were no longer. Their money, when they sat down and determined, (laughs) even down to the amount of beer that they drink a week and the amount of cigarettes that they have a week, um, what amount of money they would need, and that amount of money was what they had to retire.
1: Now, on Thanksgiving, November the 24th of that year, did you plan to be with them? Yes, ma'am. And can you tell the jury
6: what time you went over and who you were with? I had, uh, we had, um, I'm not sure what time I arrived, it was early. We always spent all day together. My three sons were with me. They were significantly younger, so they weren't as big in the pictures, see, grown. Seven feet. <laughs> my oldest is here today, um, so my sons were with me. Sorry. And anybody else? Um, that so my sons came with me, and then my um, boyfriend was coming that evening. He was having Thanksgiving dinner at his. Um, he was having Thanksgiving dinner at his his granny's house, and then he was coming to my house. But my parents did not know at that point that he was coming.
1: Okay, but. It's fair to say you were with your parents before he came.
6: Yes, ma'am. All right.
1: And who else was staying in the house? It, uh, it was Joel Michael Jr. Okay.
6: And um, can you tell the jury how long you were there? I, I would say I was there from 10.30 or 11 until 8 o'clock that night. Okay. Eight, you, maybe 8.30. Can you describe what you all did throughout the day? We we um, it's the, and the I don't know if it's usual for everyone else, but ours is we, you hang out in the garage and you laugh and you talk and you tell the same stories and then you move to different spots. So we moved at one point to the back porch. Um, this day was a little different. It's it was always more the typical time with Dad and Lisa was more laughing and banter. But if Joel Michael Jr. was there, he wasn't ever hanging with us doing that banter, he would be in his room, Okay. except for on Thanksgiving. And uh, at some point, did he interact, though, with your children? The Thanksgiving was different. The um, Thanksgiving was completely different. The moment that I um, arrived, Joel Michael Jr. was um, talking to us. And so and ta- he had never I- – I'm not sure Joel Michael Jr. knew my kids' names. And so – Um, for him to talk to them was was odd and so he was talking to my kids and he was bringing them upstairs they had Lisa had kept every single thing that this kid had that I mean he wasn't a kid at that point but his entire everything beanie babies that he had collected things that he had put on the shelf like eggs science stuff and she uh, memorabilized it's not a word Memorialized. I'm not even able to know the word right now. Memorabilized. No. Memorialized. Yes, that word. Um, his entire his entire life in boxes upstairs, and so they were bringing those boxes down. But it wasn't Lisa giving that away. Lisa wouldn't. Lisa didn't want to give it away. Um, it was Joel Michael giving Joel Michael Jr. giving it to my boys, which was still odd. So he gave them
1: some toys. Yes. Okay. Did you have occasion to uh, make any observations about uh, your brother's car on that day?
6: I had, um, that day I had sent Dad a text, my dryer had broke, and I had sent Dad a text with a picture of all of my clothes in the back, and it was, it was a full trunk full of clothes, and so uh, when I had pulled in, I would pulled in for, my car to be right there so I could carry all of these clothes upstairs to his um, washer and dryer but in walking past um, Joel Michael's car there was this big totes in the back and the lids were on them and um, one was inside the other but I thought he had carried his luggage In my, my brain, what my brain thought, um, or my first reaction was that his luggage was in that car why he had carried, that's the reason I remembered it. Why did he put his luggage? Why does he not have luggage? Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Okay,
6: and did you have an opportunity to go upstairs? It was so odd that um, my boys were upstairs like interacting with Joel Michael that um, I was going upstairs for two reasons. I was going upstairs for laundry and then I was going upstairs to check on the boys. Okay,
1: and uh, did you have an opportunity to go into your parents' bedroom? I did. And did it seem, anything seem to be out of the ordinary there?
6: No, my dad, um, I never make the bed up, ever. My bed's still not made up right now. Um, my dad makes the bed up every day. Lisa, that's one thing they always did, even growing up. Like, I wanted to be that housewife that made the bed like Lisa did. And so the bed was always made up. The bathroom stuff was always clean. Like, it was always, they, they had separate bathrooms, but. Do you
1: know which room
6: uh, your
1: brother was using that weekend? He
6: was, if you come to the top of the stairs, the room that he was using that weekend was right at the top of the stairs. Their room was to the right, and his was right there. And was there a bathroom
1: up there for him to use? Were you aware of which bathroom he used? I am not, no, ma'am. Okay. How many bathrooms were upstairs in the house? Two. Okay. And was there a bathroom connected to the master bedroom? Yes, ma'am so the other bathroom was where
6: the when you the other bathroom was here was Joel Michael jr's room and if you go down the hallway it was down the hallway on the right. and where was the laundry room the laundry room was right across from that bathroom
1: upstairs yes ma'am okay and uh, I guess you were aware that your parents had a dog yes okay now uh, did you do laundry while you were there yes a lot and did you observe anything unusual about the laundry room
6: um, no, there was nothing unusual about the laundry. Room. I, I was Every time I would go upstairs, it's like he would be right behind me, which is also... When you say he, who do you mean? I'm so sorry. Joel Michael would be, Joel Michael Jr. would be right behind me, um, like in my, like, like right behind me, because I remember doing this, like, why is he right behind me? Okay. And uh, did you find that odd at the time? I did because for 27 years, or however old he was, he stayed in his bedroom. He was never smiling, saying, let me give you something, or right behind me, ever. Okay. So um, I want to ask you a little bit
1: more about the house. Um, What do you know about your father's guns?
6: He has a lot of them. Okay,
1: and why did he have a lot of guns?
6: He was a conspiracy theorist. I don't know, he loved shooting. We were, I'm joking about the conspiracy theorist. We were, um, and maybe it's in my head, or maybe, but we're all, my, myself, I can shoot the bullseye um, with a gun. Uh, my oldest son could shoot the bullseye. We all are very good shots, and it's just, I guess we said it was the Jewel Guy, like we had Jewel Guy in us even Even my oldest can shoot, and he's... Did
1: they like to target practice? Is that what you're saying? Yes, ma'am.
6: Okay. Even bow and arrow, we could shoot the bullseye.
1: And did uh, Lisa participate
6: in the target shooting too? Yes, ma'am.
1: Okay. So uh, your father, was he moving these guns from one house to another, or were they visible when you were at the house on Thanksgiving? Did you see them?
6: Gun, guns was all they were always a part of growing up. Like you knew they were loaded, and you knew not to touch them. And it's the same in my house. Um, so if there were guns present, they weren't laid out. They would have been in the regular spots okay. that they were in, and it would have been. Even my kids know there's guns in my house, there's or our house, and there's guns in Papa's house and in Mama's house, and every single gun is loaded. You do not touch. And so we did. Would you help. see any? Any long guns on the dining room ha- table no. during Thanksgiving? No, ma'am. Okay, all
1: right. Now, do you know whether or not your uh, father
6: had any kind of cameras, security cameras in the house? He, ha- he always had cameras. Um, even when he lived in Louisiana, he had cameras in different parts of the house. And um,
1: After his death, did you have an opportunity to notice whether or not those cameras were still in the house?
6: They, on Thanksgiving the cameras were in the house because we were he had a button that you could turn it on into the TV, into the living room and see the cameras, but after Thanksgiving, the, the next time I was in there and with cops asking me, I said there are cameras in the house, but there, then there were no cameras in the house. Okay. Now, um,
1: did you know what your parents were going to do on the day after Thanksgiving? Did they discuss their
6: future plans for you, with um, you? I knew they were going to take the boat, I knew they were taking items, they had packed, um, they were starting the packing process so they had already moved a bed. The reason the one room to the left didn't have a bed is because they had already set up, to my understanding, a bed at the the new house and, that, to my understanding, had already brought boxes or were taking boxes, I'm sorry, not passed, were taking boxes um, up there and so that's why those boxes, there was boxes in that upstairs room. Okay. So, uh, when was the
1: last time you spoke to your father? Um,
3: it would have been Thanksgiving night.
1: Did you hear from him by text or telephone after
6: Thanksgiving? The picture that wa- the picture um, I had texted because I wanted to post that picture of the boys and Dad and Lisa. Um, Oh, so I texted them for that picture, um, but nobody responded. And then I texted another text, and I'm not sure what the other text said, but no one was, and it was in the group text with my sister, and no one responded. Okay, May I approach? Yes. I thought you are asking me. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: there's an objection judge to these being introduced as exhibit. exhibit number six and ask you if you can identify this.
6: Yes, ma'am. That was the picture we took on Thanksgiving.
1: And that's the picture that we had published during the opening statement. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. your entire family. And if you could just identify the people in the photograph, if you could publish. That would it,
0: it
6: is... Dad and Lisa's in the photo, and then my youngest son, Ben, is in the photo, and my middle son. Is, uh dad. Right okay. That is dad and Lisa. Dad is on the right and then Lisa's on the left and then Joel Michael Junior is next to him and then Preston, my oldest son is is at the very top and the uh, we color coded for holidays. And that um kinda lost lost that a little bit. But, um you see that Ben and Baylor in the same outfit, Ben being taller, but he stayed small for so long. Like he stayed an eight year old. Clothes. That's who he's. He looks tiny there. He's way bigger now. And then Ben is the littlest one.
1: Okay. And I want to show you exhibit number uh, seven, eight, and nine. And ask you if you recognize these photographs.
6: Yes, ma'am. I mean, I recognize what's in the picture. I've not; these are the first time I've, I think I've seen these. What's in the, the pictures? These are these are the stuff that this is. Are the this is the stuff? This is the stuff that Joel Michael gave the boys.
1: Okay. Can you look at all of those photographs? Just to make sure? Yes. Did a forensic technician come out to your house at some point and take photographs of all of you?
6: They they came out and took photographs and swabbed well, swabbed well. all of us and then. That's when they were asking about stu- This stuff, and then I, or, and then I said they have the tubs of this. The boys hadn't. I'm not sure what date it was on, but the boys had just basically brought it in the house. So you we. Threw so that's how they were brought into
1: the house. Yes,
6: ma'am.
1: That would be exhibit number nine, and then the next one.
6: Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. And, and exhibit eight, does this depict the beanie babies that the defendant gave your sons? Yes, ma'am. And then exhibit nine, also just other toys that he was given? Yes, okay. ma'am. tell
6: the jury a little bit about oh. how you found out
1: about your parents deaths I say it again found
6: out about your parents deaths um so monday morning came and in our family we have this thing to where we always answer text you don't not a double negative but you always answer a text and um no one had answered my text so i'd spent I had texted them, but then I came down with the stomach virus on Sunday, and um, and so that it took me a minute to get over that, but I had to go to work on Monday. So when I got up for work on Monday, I was driving in, and I don't know when I called my sister, but I now I was on the phone with my sister that morning, and I said, are you, are you all mad at me? Is somebody mad at me? It's not like my family, to, especially my dad and Lisa, they didn't have problems with like they just n- made the intent to not have problems with people. They, they would never voice their problem with somebody. And so for them to not answer my text was really weird. And so I said, well, I told Angela I'm going to um, text them or wait on their response. And I'm not sure. I'm sure I texted them again or tried to call them. I believe by this point their phones are going to voicemail. And they, um, I said, I'm going to go after work and s- check on them if they've not responded. And she said, okay, just let me know. And usually if we panicked like that, it always was, all, you know, point okay. And so I, I don't know the exact time, but about two, um, Jennifer had got in touch with me through Facebook.
1: Jennifer Whitehead.
6: Yes, ma'am. And she had said, there's something wrong, you need to call me. Or, or, and I'm not sure her exact message. And so I called her and she said, you need to get a hold of the detectives. And so I called um, Detective McCord, and he said, you need to come meet me. And I was working, I can't remember, I don't think the school day was over because I said people had to get my class. I'm a teacher. And that I had to walk straight out the building and I collected my kids, um, uh, my own kids. And um, he said, do not go to the house. And I said, okay. And he said, meet me at the Harley-Davidson place. And I met him at the Harley-Davidson um, parking lot.
1: Okay, and um, and did he tell you what had happened or what he feared had happened?
6: He said they didn't. He said the bodies were unidentifiable, and I said, "Well, if you will, um,
1: if you going into what he said, let me ask you this: Uh, Did you give him information about your parents' cars, the kind of cars they had?"
6: Yes, I gave him everything. most part, I think I gave him everything he asked about he was asking about. He didn't know who was there, whose body was there, which didn't make sense at the time. but. Um, Did you tell him who had been present with you on Thanksgiving? Yes,
1: ma'am. Did you give him information about the defendant, about what, your brother what being kind? present at, on Thanksgiving? Oh, yes, ma'am. Okay. And uh, at some point, uh, uh, were you able to give him descriptive information about your brother? Yes. Like, what do you uh, look like? All of them. Yes. Okay. Now, um, I know that must have been a difficult time for you. Uh, your memory is your memory sequential. I mean, do you remember everything, or is, are things just sort of it, actually, jumbled that, for
6: you? It's a jumble. It's like a, like most people's memories are linear. Mind's like a ball, and then there's different. Okay. There, so it's not. There's, it's not going to be s- sequential.
1: Uh, is it fair to say that you were shaken by this interaction with Detective McCord?
6: I was because I couldn't understand. Like I said, if you all would just let me, you can cover their face, and it's their 1980s all written all over them. Like their hair was 1980s, and they're, um, like you know, I can. There were always, we're always in bathing suits. Okay,
1: so. Uh, when did you next go back to the the house on Golden View
6: that's the part I don't know it was it was after um, it wasn't any time I don't know I can't I, um, I don't know the day it would have been after we were allowed back in there but it would have been um, I don't know I don't can't tell you a day. like it, that's what the jumbled part is there's a couple of weeks there where it was just so...
1: Too so much. the last time you saw your parents was on Thanksgiving, and the last time you saw your brother, Joel Michaels, Jr., was on Thanksgiving. Yes, ma'am. Is he in the courtroom today? Yes, ma'am. Can you point to him for the jury? Were you uh, involved in your father's estate in any way after uh, after their deaths were uh, confirmed?
6: I was the executor of the estate. I mean, the executor of dad's estate, not the executor yes. of his Yes. And as
1: part of your duties as the executor, were you made aware of financial transactions on your father's accounts that took place after November the 26th,
6: 2016? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
1: Okay. And as part of your uh, duties as an, the executor, did the estate receive any sort of credits on uh, the accounts as a result of charges that were made after November the 26th,
6: 2016? They. It's. Because it's, if it was before that date, it's not considered theft, so there's no disputing it. But since it was after the date of their death, I provided a death certificate. And there were such large amounts of, um, large amounts for utility, a large amount for a school. The only thing that we didn't get back, and it's the, and it was just because he paid, or someone paid on the credit card. The ten thousand—it was a ten thousand amount to his apartment complex, but the apartment complex refused to even.
1: Okay.
6: What school were you dealing with? LSU. LSU. Yes. Sir. Okay. To my memory. That's okay, just a
1: second. Did your parents typically keep their dog in the laundry room, locked up?
6: That. Dog was so no, that dog was so um, pampered that they would jokingly threaten him to send him to my house. <laughs> he did straight up like he had to have the water fed to him a certain way and certain ice chips, and they would never lock him in a room ever. But that's just not how Lisa did things. Thank you.
1: Pass the
0: witness.
4: Good afternoon. Um, just a couple of questions. So in some, you're saying Joel Michael, um, the person on trial today was more outgoing and friendly at Thanksgiving than you'd seen him before.
6: It's not more. He, he was outgoing and friendly. He usually is never outgoing and friendly. Okay. He doesn't speak at all.
4: And your parents had to be out of the house by December 13th.
6: I'm not sure on the certain date,
4: but. Sometime in that neighborhood, they were moving, yes, sir. So it may not have been unusual then the Friday afterwards for your dad to start collecting the guns in one place to move them.
6: I don't know what would be usual or unusual. Okay, um,
4: thank you. That's all. You're right.
0: Thanks, Tyler. You make that down the
4: the Mary. Who's next? Um, all the minutes,
0: right? All the minutes. Yeah. So our next one is going to be a little bit more lengthy. So let's go ahead and take a recess. Once again, do not discuss the case among yourselves. If anyone else, you may leave a note here. the you go with the officers, I'll see you in about a okay. minutes.